Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener. You'll have ad-free episodes and join us on our monthly Zoom calls with other podcast listeners and get to know the community at wearelatech.love. Linked in the show notes. And ultimately, they then introduced me to the other, you know, 90, 97% that didn't respond. People are far more willing to help than I think we give them credit for. I'm Alex Bloomberg, host of the podcast Startup, and you're listening to We Are LA Tech. My name is Esprit Devora, born and raised LA, and I created We Are LA Tech in 2012 to unify the community. Podcast launched in 2014, continuing to help people find the best talent, to connect with each other, to form awesome relationships. So proud of this show. Enjoy. Today's We Are LA Tech podcast episode shout out goes to Abel Hernandez. Abel Hernandez, thank you so much for engaging with us on the We Are LA Tech Instagram. We appreciate you. Be sure to say hello to Abel Hernandez on Instagram at Abel Product. That's A-B-E-L-P-R-O-D-U-C-T. Tell him you found him via We Are LA Tech. Today's personal spot is about being comfortable saying no. I get asked for so many things all day long. And if I don't know my own boundaries, limitations, my own desires, and if I lead with people pleasing or um, being afraid of FOMO and missing out on an opportunity, I'm not living my life authentically in the most enjoyable way. And I'm not even allowing space for people to get to know the real me, the real me and what my true needs are. And the truth is the people that genuinely care about me want to know my needs They because they want to be as loving as they could be, whether that's in business or in my personal life. I mean, one of my close friends and I were talking about it yesterday, how they had a tendency to people please at the start of relationships and then their partners never truly got to know who they really were because they spent, you know, the first six months just trying to be what the other person needed them to be. It's so important to become comfortable. I don't even know if comfortable is the right word, but just even just to have the courage to share, you know, what we truly need and who we are and say no when we need to say no. And and if someone else is is disappointed in that in us, we'll just deal with it at that moment and in, again, like the most honest way we can. I don't know about you, but for me, it's really, really comf- uh, uncomfortable to set, set those boundaries and say no, but we have to or else it just zaps all of our energy. Anyway, hope that helps. Enjoy the next episode. Tech podcast. We have an extra special bonus episode for you today. I'm so excited to introduce you to someone who really, really wowed me. I believe in serendipity, and there is so much serendipity in just saying hello and being friendly. I was in this amazing Los Angeles hotel in Santa Monica called Proper Hotel. If you haven't been there, definitely check it out. I was in the lobby and sits down this lovely individual and I say hello and welcome Ed to the podcast. Hey, Ed. Hey, thanks for having me. 
So Ed, before we kick off the story on us meeting, go ahead, tell everybody a little bit about who you are and what you do. I'm Ed Beckel. I'm from the UK and I've started a number of different technology companies. Um, and I'm, I'm suddenly finding I'm spending most of my time out in the US and, and predominantly LA. And um, we met because Ed sat down and I started saying hello and he told me about his app Glorify app. And it was just really exciting to see how passionate he was about it and about all the meetings and all the momentum. And I just thought it would be an amazing, amazing conversation to hear about why LA? Why was he in LA integrating his tech company into the Los Angeles tech community when he plans to come back to LA? So this is a little bit of a bonus episode focused on the power of serendipity and what that could lead to. So Ed, what brought you to Los Angeles? And tell us a little bit more about Glorify. Well, it's, it's actually a pretty crazy story. Weirdly, on serendipity, I think maybe a couple of years ago now, the pandemic had just begun, sort of, but not begun so much that they shut down steam rooms. And I was I was in London and I I met this um, this man who'd started a a very large technology company and had sold it for you know many many billions of dollars. And I had no idea. Um, he had no idea, uh, uh, you know, anything about me. And we just started talking. And I mean, I, I talked to him about Glorify and, and some of the past companies I set up and, and, and Glorify is a, a Christian meditation app or a daily worship app, um, although it's, it's, it's morphing in and evolving into something that's, that's far greater. But anyway, he and I were chatting about it and he said, you know, no way, great to have another um, technologist in the, you know, in, 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 the, in the building, in the club. And um, we just went way, way deeper. And he said, I've got two people I want to introduce you to. One was a partner at Andreessen Horowitz, um, and another was a, a new sort of investor uh, called Michael Kivas, who, who lives in LA. And, and, and that's where it all began. In a steam room. <laughs> yeah, it all began in it, just a chance meeting in a steam room. Um, and, and that obviously led to, you know, A16Z leading my, my Series A, and, um, you know, Michael Kivas being a huge part of that. And now, I mean, just the value add on the sorts of people that I've uh, been lucky enough to get on the cap table predominantly in, in LA. It's, it's just been extraordinary. Before we get more in depth on that, can you talk a little bit about why did this person take a chance on you? It was serendipity to meet, but what was the magic that inspired this person to want to make the introductions, do you think? I think you could see my, you know, I'd like to think you could see my heart was in the right place and is, and that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm quite young. I'm, you know, I'm 22. Um, he was you know, in his, in his forties and had been in, incredibly successful. And I think, uh, saw how badly I wanted to have a, a similar impact on the world and, and, and took that chance and said, you know, let's, um, let, let's see what some other people around me think. I love it. And, and so when you got a lot of people in Los Angeles involved, what types of people were they? How did those conversations start to happen? What was, what was the, the domino experience? It's interesting because I've got to be sometimes a little careful about the, 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 some of the people that I talk about, um, you know, without their permission. But I was invited to have dinner with, with, the, uh, with the Kardashian family, you know, via Michael Kivis and a whole load of other in incredible A-list celebrities. That was a, a huge Kickstarter. And, and, and similarly, just before I would got there, um, Connie Chan at A16Z um, wanted to lead our, our A round. And it was 
you know, all those things really coming together. And, and then when I got to LA, it was like, felt like an, ex, an explosion in, 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 a, in a good way. Very different, uh, you know, the London or European early stage VC scene. And I think what I, what I could suddenly raise my round at in terms of evaluation went up astronomically. Um, not just when A16Z came in and, and, and wanted to lead, but then when all of these phenomenal celebrities came in too. Um, and, and I met a ton of them at these dinners and, and, and then in and around LA as I went on. People like you know Chris Jenner, Michael Bublé, Jason Derulo, and you know, James Corden. And it's been, I mean, there's a list of, I mean, my, my goodness, probably 20, 30 of people of this sort of level. And I mean, I could never have believed in my wildest dreams that that was going to be possible, let alone all off the back of a, a chance meeting in the steam room in London. Um, but here we are. My life's completely changed as a result now, a year and a half, two years onwards. What was your life like before this process started versus when you say that my life has completely changed? What does that mean to you? What What is your life like now versus then? Well, I think over the last two, two, three years, I've spent almost all my time traveling. Uh, whether I'm in, in Sao Paulo, like right now, or, or Rio, or Helsinki, London, LA, New York, I mean, those are probably the, the hotspots of where I spend most of my time, and it's it's, it's practically you know equally split between them. Less so, you know, anywhere like Helsinki, but but it's it's just um, it's very it's very strange and a bit hard to build up a routine. Um, but it's it's also hard to not say yes to to, to all of what's before me when it when it just feels so uh, important. You know, my work feels so important, and I'm just incredibly grateful to get to to do what I'm doing right now. But my life's changed because I, I I don't think I, I have much of a, a routine and I don't see, you know, my, my, my school friends or anything like that as much as I did or play squash. But at the same time, I've I've now got, I mean, 70 plus people full-time at Glorify, millions and millions of users and a ton of new friends actually in a, in a, in a lot of different geographies. And, and that's, that's just been a ton of fun. Let's get to the heart of, of Glorify because um, it's a very exciting journey um, for you and all the people that it's impacting. Why did you create Glorify? Like, what were you like? No, a, a faith-based app like this doesn't exist in this way. I I need to go out and do it. What was that initial idea creation? Came from two places. One was um, emotional, and another was commercial. I think I've I've been really lucky in my life and. I've managed to start um, a, a couple of different companies before this that, um, you know, that's given me uh, enough money to, to sort of choose what I want to do um, in, a, in a funny way. And um, I think when when you're really young and I mean, almost regardless of age, but and you start making some money, it's it's hard not to get philosophical. You sort of think, well, you know, I can afford all the ubers and uber eats in the world and i and i can live here or there and 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 that's great but you know i, I want my life to be about more than that i want to be doing something consistently that i'm i'm proud of and, and and that's what i realized i was addicted to or enjoyed it was impacting the way people thought and and, and feel and technology is the ultimate way to do that at scale and, and i think that's what i would spend all my money on and so when it came to Glorify, I saw it as a way to merge, merge a number of different things, merging my, you know, my faith in God with my, you know, with my belief in business being a way to drive, um, drive real change and impact in this world sustainably. 
And, and so, you know, I, I can go much deeper into, into a, a bunch of that, but I've, I've always built around social to a degree. And I think what people don't realize in Glorify is that um, it, it's becoming a social network, but one that's optimizing for very different things, you know, rather than mass superficial engagement that you might see on most generic social networks, it's about deep, meaningful community with action around everything that you do. The, the awesome thing about religion and, and, and faith of Christianity is fellowships at the heart. And so it's, um, it, it, it's, it was a strange one for me because I, I looked around and I saw Carmen Headspace and undeniably they've had incredible impact in, in this world. But it, I hate saying it, but it's, it, it, they feel shallow in comparison to you know, what a relationship with God or something greater can bring you if you're Christian. And, and, and nothing out there uh, filled that need. And I mean, like most technology companies that, you know, that go on to do extraordinary things, um, people don't even necessarily know what they need until it's been, you know, built and, and put in front of them. And so many young people today, uh, it's very hard for them to connect in with God. You know, they'll see a big, scary church and strange music. And it's like, well, uh, you know, that's uh, all, all they're forced to go to church like I was back at school. And it's um, it can be off-putting, and it stops people from opening themselves up to to a, a faith full stop. Um, and to me, that's not what God was about, you know. And I, I wanted to build an app that, um, that that made it very easy for people to to consume this sort of content in a way that was accessible to them, um, both emotionally and mentally. Mm, I love that. I love that. So many people ask me you know, why I do what I do, why I do what I do on the hard days, you know, all this stuff. And, um, and sometimes they look at me perplexed and I'm like, what do you mean? Like I do what I do because I'm connected to like my purpose of being here, of existing. Like it's not about, it's not about a, a dollar each day or, or status. It's like, I feel like I was put and I'm not, I, I don't consider myself to be religious, but I, I feel like I was put on this, in this world to serve a purpose larger than myself. So I'm constantly thinking about that in how I show up every day and how I push myself to learn because I, I just want to honor my, I call it universal purpose. <laughs> and so I think that that's so beautiful that not only are you building so that you're fully in touch with your purpose and in, in serving that as well as all the other elements of your life, but helping others become in touch with their purpose of being here. Absolutely. I think that's a, a very special place to operate from as a default, what you were just talking about. And it, it's definitely something that a relationship with God can give you. It's really empowering and not easy, but like, but empowering to be driven by just something larger than yourself. It's it's really cool. It, to that extent, sometimes people use, or a lot of times people use the words success or winning. I just wrote, or happiness. I just wrote an article actually this morning about redefining the word success and happiness. I'm curious, um, being that you've had a lot of outwardly success in in your career that, that you've mentioned briefly in your developing past tech companies and now with Glorify, what do the words success, happiness mean to you? I think when I was younger, related probably more closely to, to excitement subconsciously for me. Um, now it, happiness feels more like peace, um, peace of mind. 
And I, I think too many people out there don't, um, you spend so long fighting uh, to get stuff that, that's ultimately very, um, very short term and you do it in ways that don't bring you peace. I, I see, um, and I meet so many incredibly successful people who've made tons and tons of money, you know, success in terms of money, um, doing things that maybe they feel neutral about and at worst, not, not proud of. And, and then when they've done all of that and made all of this money, they, they give a load of it back in philanthropy. But that just seems like a, a terrible way to work, you know, and if we all did that, and I think too many of us do, the world will be worse off for it because we're constantly trying to undo, um, you know, we'll, we'll do this quickly first for ourselves and, and then we'll make it better later. And that psychology just has never sat well with me and, and would never bring me peace if I was building businesses that um, I wasn't incredibly proud of every day. I, I needed something that I felt felt really, really proud of myself for doing and building. And if it didn't fit in that, I, I, I think I wouldn't have the, you know, success, mental success that I need to, to sustain a, a really game-changing career. And let's talk a little bit about chasing versus serendipity. Your Los Angeles trip was full of serendipity, including how we met. And then there's a lot of chasing that happens in the entrepreneurial career. Were there ever chapters or are there still chapters right now where you feel you're chasing versus showing up to serendipity? Well, I, th I think one thing that, um, that has changed in my life since I've, you know, since, since a lot of this stuff has happened for me, you know, everything that I've dreamt of, I've, I've, I've achieved really a, a lot of all my dreams when I was younger. And I, I, I got to where I am in, in, a, in a way, because I, I always put myself out there. I just, you know, I'd, I'd figure out who in the world I thought could help me. And I would, um, you know, I'd, I'd wait at parties or almost outside people's houses. And, you know, I would just try my, my best to increase the, the, the likelihood of that, you know, serendipity that, that helped. And I, I can no longer do that. It feels like in a, in a way that I, I once could, as I, I just don't have the, the time or even mental energy sometimes to, to, to continue doing it like I did. I think I, I did it very intensely before, and, and that was because I, you know, maybe I needed it more than I, I do in some ways now, but I, I try to say yes to everything I, I can. But now, you know, the, there's so much choice of, of places I should be and people I should be meeting that it's, it, it's very easy to get paralyzed. And, and that is the worst thing of all, if you don't actually move anywhere because you don't want to let people down. I, I look now and I think it's very difficult. There's so many people that I, I, I could be letting down at every step if I, if, I, if I choose one option and I don't want to let anyone down. That feels terrible to me. The thing that really attracted me to you was just how you showed up energetically. Like it was just so vibrant and incredible. I think having that vibrance, and it wasn't hungry, it was connective, which is so, and, and it was filled with grounded humility. I find in our community of, um, of builders that sometimes we feel just uh, so 
lost and, and so desperate and so needing. And so like, Oh, I just, it was opposite to, to the energy that I, I felt from you. And it's, and, and that kind of like lost, desperate, all these things are things that I've experienced as a founder. Um, I don't know if you know that I built the first action sports social network and going through that journey is, um, a journey I'm so grateful for, but it's also one of the most rewarding times in my life and a time that created a lot of depression and sadness and like all sorts of different emotions. Right. And the, and, but it was part of the process in, in discovering what true success and happiness is and, and what, and this like thing that we go after this hustle and blah, blah, blah. So what attracted me to, to having you on is I think that what you're putting in the world and who you are in the world is creating so much wholeness that I, I wanted to inspire how builders can kind of recalibrate to feel more whole themselves. So what what kind of suggestion when you first started versus, you know, what you've discovered yourself as a thriving entrepreneur, um, what suggestions would you give all of us on how to have more peace throughout the journey, no matter where we are in the particular stages? Yeah, I mean, making time for yourself is is is, is so, so important. And very easy to neglect. I mean, I certainly have, especially when things start kicking off for you and going well, everything in, in, a, in an awful way feels more important than you. You know, this this dinner with this person that you can't believe wants to meet you or, or this phone call or, you know, trying to hire this person. Because uh, like when you when, when, when you look at what you're building, it's like this, um, this is so much more than than me. And so you can fall in this trap of of, of consistently putting yourself second. And that's very, very dangerous. You know, it, it leads to what you were talking about there, whether it's depression or just kind of burnout. And it's, um, yeah, I mean, make a lot of time for yourself, but, but more so I try and look at myself as this, um, this well, you know, and it's, um, and it's, and it's filled with unlimited, you know, creativity and an energy, but you, you can't take it all out at once. And you've got to be, You've got to be careful and mindful with it. If you look at your, 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 there's un, there's a million companies in that well, you know, there's a million things you can build and, 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 and you want to make sure that you pull the most out of it instead of, you know, going for everything right now and, and then losing out on, on all that you might be able to do later if you gave yourself uh, more love, actually. Um, the thing that I've learned is, is looking at Glorify and, and any other business that I have and, and saying, well, no, you know, I'm going to put myself first and I'm going to make sure I hit the gym. And, you know, I'm even if it feels like, come on, going to the gym is not more important than doing this phone call that you have to like, it, like if you, if you boil it down, it's not maybe, but actually if you do that the whole time, um, <laughs> it's, uh, it, the gym is definitely more important. So looking at like, like what really, I mean, I have to say this cause it's, um, it's really important to me about why I chose glorify in, in terms of you know, what I built next, but we raised a lot of money You know, I've raised, um, tens and tens and tens of millions of dollars, um, more than what's reported in, in the media and a ton of that will come out very soon. But, um, I, I, I look and I think, well, if I, if I, if I mess up and, you know, I, it, things don't go the way that I, I think they will. Um, and I burn all this cash. I've, I've burnt it doing something really incredible. You know, I've, I've burnt it changing people's lives. 
um, and giving them that wholeness and connectivity through the products that you know that I'm putting out in in this in this business and and that's amazing because I'm not going to look around and think uh oh I burnt all this money um, and I, I I didn't do anything that was a pure net positive for it when I stop and I and I think about all of that. It, it takes me to a completely different place uh, in my own centering, you know, as the pressure almost comes off. Like, yeah, you know, I want to build a gigantic business and I fully know that I will. But there's always that zero point whatever percent inside of you that, that that's just scared of not making it and 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 letting all these people down who have backed me, um, you know. And, and, and when I stop and I, I think about the actual work that we're doing and, and who we're doing it for, I calm down, you know, it's like, it's, it's nothing's more important than, than, than you yourself. And, um, and, and I know I'm doing it for the right reasons. Thank you so much for that. I I mean, it's so important. I mean, so many people to, for lack of a better word, like gloat about success and this and that plastering all over the internet, but, but success isn't what Instagram tells us it is. (laughs) You know, like like a Photoshop photo of a Rolls Royce where someone's trying to project I am successful doesn't actually mean they're successful. You know, it's as cheesy as it sounds. The journey and prioritization of falling in love with yourself and making sure you're okay throughout no matter what you're going through behind closed doors in a way no one can see is the most important. So even if you only have five minutes, one minute, 10 minutes to like do one glorify session, right? Like just something small, like it's important. Like even if it's just two minutes out of a day to say, I love myself. But that's what success is. You know, success to me is, is being really at peace and in love with who you are and, and what you're doing. And I, I think I looked at Instagram and Facebook and TikTok and all these social networks. And it's like, uh, they've, they've, They've done an amazing job in helping people build habits around coming back and consuming what they put out. Their user experiences are just, you know, that's like they're, 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 they're great at that. And I, I look and with Glorify, I wanted to, to build something that leveraged that same kind of amazing consumer grade UX and, and built it in a way that was just a pure net positive consistently. But, but using technology as, as the greatest way to build habits. And I look at faith as a, as a muscle, you know, and you only build muscle through consistent habit and, and discipline. And I think our North Star in the app that you see, it's, it's, it's not the listen tab and all the content that exists there. And it's not the Bible. It's, it's the, this daily worship that we build people every day in a user experience that, that, that is very, very habit forming. So you'll come back and you'll use it for 10 minutes a day or 15 minutes a day. Um, but, but, you know, it, it's presented to, to every user in a way that, that, that makes you want to come back each day, even if it's just for a little bit, because it's that coming back every day for just a tiny bit that, that is uh, just completely game changing. It's so, so powerful. And it's, it, it sucks when, um, you know, people put, put out products and, and software that, um, I don't know, doesn't, doesn't do that. If you get what I mean. Mm-hmm. No, I do. I just, as you're speaking, it just feels like you're showing up to be your best self and to serve to the best ability because like, look, I'm a, I'm a community builder. It's a, like a, I've served so many people around the world in the energy that I've put out. And so many times I've made the mistake of 
operating from a place where I'm empty. So I am giving from a well that doesn't have anything left in it and it leaves me run out. So how can I possibly serve to the best ability if I am not making sure I'm okay first? And so it's so important in our journey as successful creators and builders to make sure um, that we're okay too. Like we don't need to sacrifice ourselves that isn't the best way to serve. Um, we need to be okay. And I think glorify is one of the ways that you can be okay. And, uh, you know, connecting with entrepreneurs like Ed, it's like, those are the leaders that you want to follow. And I like to make everything that I share really accessible. And we've talked a lot about how you were lucky and, you know, skilled enough to build the companies you did young and it led to glorify for someone who doesn't have any connections, who is just starting out, if you went back in time, what are the first ways that that, you know, visionary can show up to start this planting the seeds to create the network that you now have today? Yeah, I would have done exactly what I did, which was which was literally showing up, even when there wasn't a clear reason why I should be there. There might be this event going on or, or uh, you know, this thing where you just know this person's going to be there and you know that they could help you. I always just went. And I think what was so lucky for me was people could, could, and the same way I know that I can, you can see in someone's eyes and, and their tone, why they're doing things, you know, or if their heart's in the right place. And I think it's a combination of, of, of that and showing that what you're doing is relevant to the person that you're trying to connect with, uh, in, in terms of how they could add value, but also, um, you know, gain from as well. And, and, and you do that enough times and you'll end up with a, a pretty decent conversion rate, but you've got to make sure everything stacks up, um, stacks up first. I, I did it, I did it hundreds and hundreds of times and I'd sit at school when I was sort of 15, 16, sending cold emails every day to the biggest people I could Google. And, I'd end up with maybe two or 3% of them would respond and I'd end up with, with a, a few meetings here and there. And ultimately they then introduced me to the other, you know, 90, 97% that didn't respond. People are far more willing to help than I think we give them credit for. A hundred percent. I just met with this entrepreneurial Will Weinbach, who's really cool. And when he was 12, he would do the same thing, Google people that he really admired and reach out and say, I'd love to interview you. He he reached out to several people and very few wrote back, but some did. And it led to him doing an interview show on... Um, What's that famous host name? Ryan Seacrest on Ryan Seacrest's radio show when he was like 12, 13. And it, he just continued on that path. Just, I think a lot of time, uh, the combination when you're just starting out is the combination of being really connected to your purpose and to suspend self-limiting beliefs because you could only attract as much as you, if you're, if you, if you don't send the email, nothing's going to happen. <laughs> can guarantee it. <laughs> but if you send out the 100 emails, the chances that one out of the 100 will reply are pretty high. Totally like, right. I just yeah. went for everything. I just, anything that I, I wanted to do, I, I tried to do it. Um, you know, be it a business idea or a person, I just, I, I just kept taking my, you know, my shots. And, and, but I do think there are ways that you can increase the chances of those shots hitting the target. 100%. And what, what is one of the ways to increase it? I think thoroughly researching who you want to connect with. 
again, you know, like I said, making sure that your heart and reasons for doing what you what you're doing or what you want to help with align with the person that you're connecting and meeting with. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. I remember once I was watching this show on CNBC, and there was this reporter, Marlise Cast, and and she was amazing. She was being featured on the show, and she um, had a passion for surfing. And I was building um, the first action sports social network, and I really wanted this amazing journalist to be one of my writers. But there was no way I could afford her at the time, nor did I know her or think that she'd have any interest in my in my startup. But I, I, I admired her, saw her on the TV show, found her email on Google or whatever it was and reached out and um, just explained who I was and why I was building this, why it was so important to me. And she and I ended up working together for several years. So if you don't send the email... <laughs> Ed, how can people deep dive into your history and your background of everything that you built before Glorify and more about Glorify? Where's the best way to discover more about you? I mean, you can download Glorify on the App Store, which would, which, which always means the world. I think um, it, regardless of whether or not you're, you're Christian, I think it's, it's just a great way of building in the positivity and, and, and teachings from, you know, from, from, the Bible into your morning and night, you know, boosting consciousness of only things that are going to help build you. In terms of me, I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, Ed Beckel, and I'm on, I'm on Twitter and on Instagram. I'm, I'm not necessarily very active, but you know, occasionally I'll, I'll put something out, and then I think more and more people, people write about me, and um, I think over the next couple of months there'll be some really interesting pieces, and that's all on Google. Awesome. And can you spell your your handle for everybody, your social handle? Sure. Just um, Ed Beckel, E-D-B-E-C-C-L-E. When you went through LA, and I know you'll be back to LA, what were some of the must-go-to places that you were able to check out? Or did you even have time to see anything? <laughs> anyway, I spent a lot of time at people's houses or in you know in, in the hotel on Zoom. But I'm a, I'm a huge fan of, um, of a lot of the food there. <laughs> um, <laughs> funnily enough, if you asked me to tell you which restaurants, I'm not sure I could. I loved the proper hotel. That was great. Oh my gosh, it's um, the best. <laughs> <laughs> went out to Malibu a bit and and enjoyed that. Went to the the Soho house there and um, you know a few other things. I even went to that that Rams game. You know the semifinals the other day um, before the you know one before the Super Bowl. Nice. Uh, it was awesome. Yeah, it was really really cool. I haven't even been to a football game. <laughs> yeah, I, I'd never been to one. It was, it was a ton of fun. Um, <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Ed, thank you so much for hanging out with the We Are LA Tech podcast. I like to end with, if there, this is just serves my my nerdy needs, if there is an app or, a, aside from Glorify, of course, an app or a website that is a go-to that you like can't live without, which one is your fave? I'd say... I mean, so for me, it's um, <laughs> this won't be applicable to most people, but the Freestyle Libra. I've got type one diabetes, and it's this app that I have on on my phone, so I can scan. Yeah, I have on. that, but um, not for diabetes. I use Levels. Do you know Levels? I do. Yeah, exactly. It's it's actually I think the same technology that I I really encourage people to try as um knowing what what food does to your energy levels and seeing how all that correlates is yeah I think. Is really cool. And then, you know, obviously glorifies number one. Um, <laughs> of course. <laughs> but, um, I do. I quite like, um, I quite like an app called Streaks. Oh, yes. Tell us about Streaks. It's very, very simple. 
Um, and you effectively write down the things that you want to create um, habits of, whether it's you know doing Duolingo for me to, to learn more Portuguese or um, you know going to the gym. I mean, I actually have, um, am I proud of who I am today on there as a habit? Because I, I like to come back to it and consistently um, say, you know, yeah, I am like be present in the fact that I'm proud of who I was today and everything that I did. Um, and I, I like working through that and being like, you know, well, actually, I, I don't feel that way overwhelmingly. So why was that? Um, and then trying to work from there. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it basically turned it into what you want it to be. Um, so <laughs> those, that, that's, that's probably most of what I do. I'm going to add that to mine because I ask myself a set of questions every night to do a check-in that I'm enjoying my life because so many years uh, were spent just being a severe workaholic. <laughs> and so am I enjoying my existence here? And I, I love that question. Am I proud of who I am today? I'm going to add that for sure. That's such a powerful question. I love that. Oh, Thank you. Really kind of you <laughs> Thanks for having me. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much for hanging out with the We Are LA Tech podcast to connect and collaborate with more amazing people in the Los Angeles tech community. Remember to go to wearelatech.com slash community. Wearelatech.com slash community. Say hello on social at We Are LA Tech on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. I will see you guys, talk to you guys, hear you guys in the next episode. Bye. See you guys. Thank you. Hey guys, my name is Ed Beckle. I'm the founder of Glorify. Glorify is a Christian meditation app and soon to be more of a social network. And you're listening to We Are LA Tech. The We Are LA Tech podcast is hosted and produced by me, Esprit Devora, With help from Janice Geronimo. Edited by Corey Jennings. Production and voiceover by Adam Carroll. Music from Jay Huffman Live and Epidemic Sound. The We Are LA Tech podcast is a wearetech.fm production. Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener at wearelatech.love. Linked in the show notes.